Okay, I know that you read the description and you're like, oh my goodness, he's actually going to talk about the new light fixtures. I, you know, shockingly, I've been asked about it. Like, I actually have. So, not going to be the whole show, but we will bring it up. We are going to talk about some minor league signings that were made by the Tigers over the last week. And then we are going to take a look around in the AL Central specifically in this episode and just talk about what other teams in the AL Central are doing because it's not a whole lot. So that's going to be the show today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Okay, so as stated on today's show, we are going to start with some minor league signings that the Tigers have made over the last week or so. Then we are going to do kind of a just a conversation, look around the AL Central, talk about what's going on in uh, the the land of our division rivals, and then we're going to end the show with talking about the new light fixtures. Uh, you know what? I'm a man of the people. So let's start with just some of these minor league signings. And I know like you're, you clicked on this first off. If you read this title and you're like, I want to listen to 30 minutes of, of this conversation. I cannot express how much I appreciate you. That means the world to me because like we're at a point in the off season where we have talked about a million different avenues. The tigers could go right? We've talked about what happens if they don't sign anyone and they just roll with what they have. We talked about if they just threw a bunch of money around and went all in. We've talked about everything in between when it comes to the free agents available. We've talked about possible trades. We've talked about prospects and current prospect rankings. Uh, we have talked about the moves that they have made. We have flipped over every rock and we are at a point in the offseason where we are talking about minor league signings and light fixtures. And so if you are still rocking, I cannot express how much I appreciate you. And yeah, I, I will never be able to express that. You mean the absolute world to me. So thank you very much. Let's get into it though. Cause there are, you know, like not even like trying to clickbait. I guess this isn't clicks. This is like part of the video, but like not even trying to, you know, sugarcoat or anything. I, I, there is something to look at with the players that the Tigers have added. So about a week ago, I think about a week ago, um, let's see. Okay. A little over a week ago, 13 days ago, the Tigers signed right-handed, right-handed pitcher, Brennan Hanafee. And Brennan Hanafee was in double a last season for the Baltimore Orioles organization he pitched 38 innings for them, started 10 games, had an 8.29K per nine, a 2.84 walk per nine. Look, this is a pretty on-brand depth signing. He had a four ERA. This is a pretty on-brand signing. Like, the, the, there isn't really too much. And, you know, we're not going to spend half an hour talking about these guys. That None of these guys are on the 40-man roster, by the way, at, at the time being either. 
We will see. It will be kind of something to look at. We will certainly cover it on the show when it happens. Uh, but when spring training rolls around and the IL opens back up, we're going to have a ton of talent move back to the injured list. And then we'll just have a ton of 40-man roster spots to fill. So uh, th- we will have some conversations as that day looms and gets closer about who could possibly, you know, replace some of the injured players. But I don't think any of these are, are candidates to do that right away. So these guys aren't on the 40 man or anything. But, um, you know, th- like I said, a- as far as Brennan here goes, that- that's a pretty on-brand signing. He has a low walk numbers. He doesn't have unbelievably high strikeout numbers. Uh, he's been pitching professionally since 2017 in Baltimore system. And has never had a K per nine over nine. So he's never averaged more than a strikeout in inning. But his walk numbers have been low pretty much everywhere. So, like, I mean, and actually some decent ground ball numbers at times as well. So seems to be a pound the strike zone. Kind of, you know, try and get a ground ball. Not going to walk you type of pitcher. Fine. You know, depth signing. Why not? I'm not going to get hung up or, or like, oh, my goodness, this is such a bad deal for, for minor leagues additions. Like, it's not going to happen. The one thing I will say before we go any further is just that I – it is definitely still too early to just call this new regime like a complete success and like, oh, this is guaranteed going to work, okay? I know a lot of you, 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 you watch the show and you see that I am in approval of a lot of the moves that Harris is making – I don't want that to come across as like blind faith. I'm very critical of everything this organization does. Okay. But I do appreciate the fact that we are at least constantly making moves. There's constant turnover, whether it's waiver claims, whether it's the, you know, players at the bottom of the 40 man roster that are getting pushed off and, and pushed away rather and new additions are, are coming in. That's what good organizations do. We sat on our hands and hoped for something good to happen for six years in the previous regime, and it didn't because that's not how good organizations work. They're going to work every single day and trying to find out a way to make this roster better every single day. There is no day in which you can't improve your roster. I think that was English. You get what I'm trying to say, okay? So I at least appreciate that. At a bare minimum, I appreciate that. And and we'll see if it ends up working out for us. But have an identity, and, and the Tigers could add somebody at any at any time, at any level. And that's at least something that, that this regime is doing already and will continue to do, I'd imagine, that the previous one didn't. So that's it for the pitcher that was signed. Then a few days ago, Evan Petzold of the Detroit Free Press announced that the Tigers signed two minor leaguers, uh, Diego Rincones, I believe is the pronunciation. And then the other one, you can get your jokes in now, are is Julio E. Rodriguez. I think we're really focusing on, on the middle initial there because you don't just want to say the Tigers signed Julio Rodriguez. So uh, Julio Rodriguez, we'll start with him. He is a catcher. He is 25 years old, has been in the St. Louis Cardinals organization since 2016. So a while there. Um, and again, this is a pretty on-brand signing. This is a guy who had a really, really high walk rate this season in double A. At 25 years old in double A this year, almost 70 games played. 
had a 17.5% walk rate and a 23.8% K rate. Not that that's an alarming, or not alarmingly, but an incredibly low strikeout rate. It's just that he walks so much that the fact that those are close to each other is pretty unbelievable. Had a 252 average, a 436 slug. Obviously, his on-base percentage was really high, almost 390. Yeah, like he was a he was a solid, patient hitter in Double A this year. This team we've talked about at lengths that we cannot just blindly go into this season and and assume that Haas and Rogers are going to be healthy all year. Uh, you know, Rogers and you know productive. I guess in Rogers' case, not that he won't be, but. You have to have a little bit of hesitation for someone that's coming off a major injury that by the time opening day comes around, it'll almost have been two years since he's seen a major league pitch. So I, I think they're going to probably make, I don't know about the major league level anymore, you know, uh, post-winter meetings and everything. We haven't made really a major league signing outside of Matt Boyd. So I don't know how the, the magnitude of the signing, but I would imagine that catcher will be a market that they will not be afraid to add in as, as far as organizational depth. But yeah, like hard to not like it. And again, it's super on brand. The last one is Diego Rincones. And this one is, I guess, the most off brand. Like if you were to put, you know, like he he doesn't walk very much at the minor league level. So I guess you would say he's the not head scratcher. He's a talented dude. But uh, this one is, is the one that you, I guess, would look at kind of a little bit sideways. Walk numbers aren't great, but he also doesn't strike out. And that's something that Evan Petzl pointed out when, when he broke the news that these signings were happening. Uh, he, he doesn't strike out very much either. So I guess you have that going for you. We kind of talked about that with uh, – who were we talking about? Was that Reynolds? No, not Reynolds. The other uh, former pirate. Yeah, he doesn't strike out very much. That kind of falls under the same umbrella as as dominate the strike zone, right? You don't want to strike out either. So – that was was something I guess you can point to. But the big thing about him is he has a lot of like raw power potential. Um, and, and the home run totals haven't been incredible. Like his season high in home runs so far in his major league career is, I guess, 15 in 2021. And that was across two different levels. But uh, Petzl pointed out that like he's been in some like lower level home run derbies. And like there there is a, a belief that he has some raw power potential uh, fan graphs has him at a 55 grade raw p- power potential. So yeah, just taking shots in the dark on dudes. This, Diego here is only 23 years old and plays outfield hits right-handed. Sure. I mean, why not? Like I said, th- th- we're not going to go too much in depth. That's pretty much the extent of the conversation, but they are moves that the organization made. And I feel the need to, to still talk about pretty much any move this organization makes across the board. Cause I want to keep you y'all, in the loop as much as I'm in the loop as best I can. So uh, those are the three newest members of your Detroit Tigers organization there. We'll see what happens. Uh, they all played in double a last year. So I would imagine that that would probably be where they start off this year. But honestly, I mean, there's a chance, especially, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess maybe I say Diego starts off in double a, the other two start off in triple a maybe, but we'll see who knows. That's a totally different conversation. Don't need to spend too much time on it. So there you go. Three newest additions to the Detroit Tigers organization. Let's talk about the AL Central, okay? Let's let's talk about some Major League ball and talk about what the rest of the AL Central is doing. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends 
for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season, basketball, World Cup. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline.net as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. So let's talk about the AL Central because it's kind of a snooze fest. And that is good and bad. Okay. I want to save the White Sox for last, honestly, because they absolutely never fail to amaze me for so many reasons. So we're going to save them for last. Let's, we know what we're doing. This is a locked on Tigers. We talk about this team every day. We're not going to readdress the fact that our only major league signing up to this point is Matt Boyd. You know that. I know that. There you go. Not a whole lot of the major league side of things for the Detroit Tigers so far in the offseason and when it comes to free agency. Okay, great. Got that out of the way. Let's talk Royals, okay? Also, not a whole lot to speak of at the major league level. The Royals are going to be really bad again. And I think that they are just in the thick of a rebuild. They are in the absolute just... I would I want to say bottoming out, but I mean, maybe it's just been like a three year long bottoming out. Like that's a, that's a rough team. Now I will say that they have some talent in their system that I like a lot. And I think that that's, that's not a team that you can just say like, Oh, it's the Royals, whatever, forever. You're not gonna be able to do that forever. Like eventually if you climb out of the rebuild, the Royals, I don't think they're quite even with you in this race to, to get out of the rebuild. But I, I think that if you make it out, they will make it out eventually too. They got some really nice pitching over there. Bobby Witt Jr. is, is a phenomenal talent. Uh, they, they they got some pieces moving. It's, it's just going to come down to, A, how many of their minor league talent do they hit on? And B, are they going to be willing to spend even remotely close to legitimate money when they want to pull themselves out of the rebuild and, and try and be a legitimate contender again, they've done it somewhat before, but we'll, we'll see if that, uh, if that persists. So yeah, Royals in 2023, we're looking like short-sighted. They're going to be in the bottom of the AL central for the foreseeable future. That, that team has, yeah, not, not a very active off season and honestly, not very surprising. Let's then go to, hmm, let's go to Minnesota. Okay, let's talk about the Twins. So they are apparently still in on Correa. I will believe it when I see it. Um, I am not someone who believes as of Wednesday, December 14th, that Carlos Correa is going to be a twin in 2023. But I also think that they are desperate to hold on to talent and that they are desperately trying to convince everybody that they can bounce back to how they were kind of pre-COVID and start making runs at division titles again. And I think it's going to be really hard to convince people of that and to just execute that without Carlos Correa at shortstop. Now, they also have some decent minor league talent and some that is like been hurt and that they are getting healthy again. And that's great. 
and well for them <laughs> and and the players i never want to see anybody hurt ever so that that's all fine and dandy the thing is they have never had the pitching ever they've never had the pitching even when they were setting records pre-covid for amount of home runs hit in a season they didn't have the pitching then like the covid year happened and it was weird and like i don't even really count it and then 2021 happened and it was like okay like this is like weird like the twins are really weird and they still don't really have the pitching but like they're they they still re-sign and extended some of the pieces on offense and then 2022 happened and they brought in Correa and they were like, oh, look out. Like the twins are really good. They're going to make a run. And it's like, again, like still no pitching. And I, I really like Joe Ryan a lot. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Like that's, that's one dude. I don't know. They, they, there's, I still have a lot of questions uh, about the twins future. I kind of view them as just this, this isolated, thing that's not really hard to it's really difficult to grasp and they're not really part of like the rest of the group like I, I can pretty confidently say where I think everybody else is going to be the twins are like the weird one where it's like I I don't know what you are or I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know what they're trying to be I know what all the other teams are going to what narratives they're going to push to their fan bases and what their fan bases are going to believe is possible for the year Okay, that's a much better way to put it. The Twins, I have no clue what anyone's opinion of the Twins are. I Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be very good, but I also never think the Twins are going to be good. I, I kind of my whole life is kind of like laughed at, at the Twins, to be honest with you. And that's no disrespect to them, but like they've never really been like super legitimate in my life. And yeah, I have some resentment for 2009, the game 163 team for sure. Like, you know, whatever ruined my childhood, it's fine. But like, I, I just, I, I have a hard time looking at that team, especially if they lose Correa and be like, Oh yeah, they'll, they'll be in the thick of things. Cause they haven't done a whole lot either. Okay. Then you jump to the guardians and I think you kind of have to pencil them in as the division favorite right now. I, We'll get to the White Sox in a second, but they haven't done anything. <laughs> Just like everybody else in this division, apparently. But, like, the, the, the White Sox have done nothing this offseason. Like, like, literally nothing. And so, when you're talking about Cleveland, I really like the Josh Bell move. Uh, they have an absolute pitching factory over there that is just going to keep pumping out and producing really good pitchers. And I don't like, I, not that I think it's impossible for them to take a step back. Like they made zero moves, right? They were like the only team or maybe it was them in the A's. No, I think it was just Cleveland. I think they made zero major league signings last off season and just instead added like 93 people to their 40 man roster. And we're like, yeah, we'll just call it good. And then it worked because they played in the worst division I've ever seen in my life. And they put together a, a, a product that won a, a division. And so no one else is doing anything. Like we're all going to be in the same boat. Like none of none of the teams in this division are, are, are changing, like completely changing course. Like it, everyone's pretty much where they were. And we'll, again, we'll talk about the White Sox after the break because they're, also really weird but 
Uh, I think as of December 14th, for whatever that's worth, you have to pencil Cleveland in as the division favorite. And yes, they could have some players take a step back, some sophomore slumps or just, you know, players taking a step back just because what for, I guess, a plethora of reasons. But at the end of the day, that team has J-Ram and they have phenomenal pitching and they're going to have the ability to beat you one to nothing any game of the season. That's a possibility 162 times. I don't, I, I, I still like Cleveland and now I was kind of on an Island in that last season and I was kind of alone and like, I don't know. I think Cleveland's not bad, but uh, I still had the white Sox winning the division last year and we'll get to them right after this. All right. Welcome back. Third and final segment here. Locked on tigers. So we're going to talk about the white Sox. And then we're going to talk about LED lights. So the White Sox are easily the weirdest team in this division. For as much as I said about the Twins, the the White Sox are weird because everyone, whether you hate the White Sox or you love the White Sox, everyone is aware that that team has the ceiling to comfortably win this division. That's like... I think objectively true. That's the definition of subjectively. I need to stop doing that. So like that's, that's very real in my eyes. That is the ceiling they have is, is with a cushion winning this division and they have the talent. They have young controllable talent. They haven't broken the bank necessarily yet. Uh, they, they have pitching that in the past has shown a lot of really solid production. They have offense, like former top prospects. They have veterans that have shown really good. And last season, they just, like, you want to talk about the most disappointing teams in 2022. Okay, let's just play that game. Close your eyes, unless you're driving, and just say out loud the team that you think in all of baseball was the most disappointing team in the league. Ready? One, two, three, go. Okay. That was a really good guess. (laughs) Answer, not guess. You said one of three teams. I can promise you, okay? Guarantee you said either the Detroit Tigers, because I know some of y'all, or you said the Chicago White Sox or the San Francisco Giants. Those are pretty much the only three answers in my eyes. And so the White Sox comfortably one of the biggest letdowns of last season. And what do they do to, to, to combat that? They roll into this winter and do absolutely nothing. They have done zilch, zero, nada. They've done nothing. They have added Victor Reyes on a minor league deal. And good for Victor, man. Like, seriously, good, good for Victor Reyes. I, I know we talked about it on his farewell episode thing, I guess, whatever you want to call it, but... I really am glad that he found work and, and he continues to be a rule five success story. Okay. So I don't mean this with a, any amount of disrespect, but we know more than anybody what Victor Reyes is and your only signing being Victor Reyes or like one of your more noteworthy signings being Victor Reyes so far this off season, I don't think is a recipe for success. Now, the thing that everybody loves to point to is Tony La Russa 
will not be managing the team. That's obviously a very hot button issue. It has been a, one of the biggest news stories in baseball every single day since he was signed to be their manager. And a lot of people believe that it is the reason why AJ Hinch is the manager of the Detroit Tigers and not the Chicago White Sox. Um, look, I have no doubt that next season without TLR in the dugout that there will kind of be a mindset shift and maybe a culture shift. And uh, uh, there's a ton of theories about what's going to happen next year without him in the dugout. Okay. They're, they're so weird. Like, can, can a team really just wake up like in an off season? Like, can a team really just get a new manager like out with the old in with the new and just like turn around and be uh, back to winning, you know, 95, 97 games. Like everyone thought they were going to in 2022. You don't have to sign anybody else. You actually lost Jose Abreu, but Vaughn can play first. So that's not really, that's whatever. And he was like one of the only kind of positives for the team this year. I don't know, man. They're, they're just so weird. They have that, that ceiling undeniably in my eyes, but they also, we saw what their floor is. We talk about how everything went wrong for us on and off the field. And that is absolutely true. The White Sox, I'm not intertwined enough to know if they had a ton of stuff going on off the field as well, outside of just like TLR being their manager. But uh, I mean, golly, they had some some lows across the board for, for their players and uh, some, some career lows and people not taking big steps forward that they thought they were going to take. Uh, I mean, Luis Robert. It was certainly one of those. Uh, now there, there's talks that like Liam Hendricks could be on the trade market. There's talks of like Tim Anderson maybe is on the trade market. I have no clue what the White Sox are doing. But it's insane to me that they had the season they had in 2021 that was that young and that controllable going forward and then had, a, what, a third-place finish? second, third place finish in the AL Central in 2022. And we're like, like it's 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 ridiculous for me to think that that happened and then they're just going to be like, well, like we had our one year, we tried, like let's uh, let's see if we can retool and, and, and figure this out. Like you, it's almost all the same players. I don't know. The, the White Sox are so weird to me. And – We'll see what happens. Like I said, they, they absolutely have the ceiling too. But I guess my point in doing this kind of AL Central round table thing without anybody else sitting at the table and it's just me talking is to just highlight the fact that no one in this division has done anything. <laughs> no one. This was the worst division in baseball. It's one of the worst divisions I've ever laid my eyes on over the last several years running, to be honest with you. And not a single team in it was like, hey, no one else in the division is doing anything. Let's maybe spend just a little bit of money and see if we can maybe make a run at it. No. <laughs> All five teams were like, you know what? We're just okay kind of pressing repeat and just trying again next year. And I'm not even saying that that's like stupid necessarily. Like, I'm not saying that that's the wrong answer. The White Sox have a ton of players that if they just 
bounce back to their career norms or, or bounce back to what they're expected of, then they could absolutely make a run of it. Like I've said a million times now, uh, the guardians already won the division last year. They're going to have a, a solid five to 10 games over 500. I'm sure like they are pretty much every year. We, for as much as everybody is aware of like the current roster situation, have a ton of players that just in the same conversation as the white Sox, if they just, are anywhere close to their actual career numbers, we could be having a much different conversation this offseason. Like, I, and the twins are whatever the heck the twins are. Like, I, I'm not saying it's it's impossible to work, but like, are four teams all going to do nothing and all it's going to work out for all four of them? Seems unlikely, don't it? Okay, I promised LED light conversation. You're going to get like two minutes at the end. Cool. There you go. I don't I don't really know how else to really talk about it. Um, the Tigers brought in at new LED lights for the stadium. Uh, apparently, they have the ability to, like, make a light show, and you can, like, program them to do stuff. And we've seen a lot of other stadiums already have these lights. And now the Detroit Tigers have these lights. Isn't that so cool? Well, there you go. I guess after home runs, they can do, you know, like certain things and they can like flash and everything. I don't know. I don't, I don't really want Tigers games to turn into like a rave, but like, I, I, you know, sure. The, the video of the installing them was cool. Maybe it's just worth that entertainment wise. Like maybe it's just worth watching somebody on a helicopter, like drop these lights down onto the fixtures like maybe maybe that's worth it but yeah that's like pretty much all i got i don't i don't know i don't know i i've had multiple people ask me about the lights and like i love that you guys are asking me questions and i love that you're asking me questions about lights to be honest because that's like uh i i'm not like an electrician I, I don't know the ins and outs of like what makes these lights super cool but like they're led because they keep talking about the fact that they're led and they can do cool stuff with them and they can program them to do cool stuff and they're really big they show the picture of them all sitting on the ground and they were like you know up to like the workers like waists that's kind of cool like you see one of those up close you don't realize how big it is kind of like a like a stoplight like a traffic light so there you go everyone there's my led light breakdown of your detroit tigers and installing them into comerica park Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check on the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I think that's all I got. Thanks for rocking with me. Like I said, I appreciate all of y'all that that listened to, to episodes about light fixtures and and minor league signings i cannot express how how much i appreciate that support um we will be back tomorrow quick programming note starting next week we are going down to three episodes a week rather than five the reason for that i think if you watch this episode it's pretty self-explanatory uh we're talking about light fixtures in, in these episodes at this point so uh, the network as a whole for all baseball shows will move down to three episodes a week. It will stay like that through the new year, obviously. And then uh, through January 
and it will go back to five a week when pitchers and catchers report in February. So uh, that will be, you know, month and a half, two months tops. That will be down to three a week. And then we'll be right back on five days a week. So there you go. That doesn't start till next week. So you'll get an every day, an episode every day for the remainder of this week still. And yeah, I appreciate y'all. Also, I don't know what happened with the audio in the Brennan White interview, man. I was so upset. Like for real, I, I was so, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Like I knew that the mic was muffled because like that's how it was, but that was like fine to me. Like that's still like, you can hear what he's saying. I understand what he's saying. Fine. I don't know what was happening with the like cracking and popping of the audio. It wasn't like that when we recorded live. I don't know if the file got damaged somehow or something. Um, so I really do apologize. I hate putting out content that isn't like perfect in, in my eyes. So uh, I, I am really sorry. I don't know what happened. I'll try and see if I can like recover a audio file that's not weird like that. Um, but I appreciate everybody who still watched and, and still reached out and said that it was super cool to hear from them. Uh, yeah. Okay. Done with that. I've rambled on for enough. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.